Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, Jordan Jesse Go reaches its absolute 1,000% apex, the greatest episode and the greatest guest of all time. Let's go! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Welcome to the program, America. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure to have you. We're here at this, uh, I think this is a really nice cocktail party that we're recording the intro at, don't you? Yeah, it was nice of them to let, it's not our cocktail party. No. We I, don't know anybody in well, here. I don't know a single person here, but everyone has been really nice to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody made me a uh, virgin gin and tonic. That was nice. What's in that? Tonic. Tonic. Yeah. A little twist of lime. Yeah, a little twist of lime. And uh, and for me, they were nice enough to uh, help me do a beer bong. <laughs> so. Which you need some people to help you out for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Somebody to hold it, and then you need a room full of people to chant. Jordan. You can't just do it while people aren't chanting. This week on the show. Yes. Uh, right before we left for Christmas break, mm-hmm. which people will remember as the kind of the low point of... Uh, uh, new programs in all of Jordan Jesse Go history, mm-hmm. right around Christmas. One a month. Right before then, we promised that 2008 would bring our listeners the biggest guest in Jordan Jesse Go history. Not the physically biggest guest in Jordan Jesse Go history. But that was when we had Chef Paul Prude home on. <laughs> right. <laughs> He taught us about Cajun cooking. That's when we had the world's fattest man on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this today's guest, this is the guest... I mean, we've had some great guests in 08 so far. Yeah. It's been a great year for guests. And but we've got great guests coming up in, in the future weeks. Absolutely, but... Well, as great as those future guests we'll are, it's all this. downhill from here, folks. Yeah, sorry. Today is the day. You should be glad because you are witness to history. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately that's the lesson that we learned from this. While this is the zenith of the program and we'll just be slipping and sliding down into the abyss from here on out, you were there when Jesse and Jordan had... The biggest guest in Jordan Jesse Go history. This is season four of The Simpsons, people. This is yeah, absolutely. This is Dylan, right before he went electric. Fifteen years from now, we will still be doing Jordan Jesse Go, mm-hmm. and it will still be worth watching, sure, or listening to. It'll be fine. There'll be some good jokes in it. You know, maybe a something 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 joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There'll be things that remind you of when it was great. But you'll think back on this episode and this guest as the apotheosis of what Jordan Jesse Go was about when it was at its peak. If only they could have kept up that level of quality, you'll say to yourself. Exactly. You'll think, you know, this is like... When you're listening to us listlessly bantering with, I don't know, Joel McHale. Yeah, I mean, the soup is fine. Yeah, but... He's a funny guy. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking here about the biggest guest in the history of the program. I'm not talking about the soup. I'm not talking about basic cable, Jordan. No. 
I'm talking about something. You're not talking about some other podcaster. Not in the slightest. Not even a little bit, my friend. Not even a little bit. Uh, there's only one way to find out who the who the biggest guest in uh, the history of Jordan Jesse Go is. That's to stay tuned. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Very special guest on this program. Ladies and gentlemen out there listening in your headphones, please welcome from KCRW Radio and National Public Radio, Mr. Claude Brodesser Ackner. I'm going to applaud, too. I can't believe I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Wow. This is a dream come true for us, Claude. You have been... A running joke, and not to put too fine a point on it. I, I am the bumped Matt Damon yeah. of this program. It sure. is exactly what you are. Yeah. There's a there's a viral video featuring you in, in our future. I see it coming. Jordan, we, obviously, we both really like Claude's radio program. But yes. I like, like, I really like On the Media, too, and I don't think we spent a lot of time talking about Bob Garfield. How do we end up talking so much about Claude Rodessa-Rackner? I don't, you know, I... I Claude, I don't know. I just I I was I told you about this earlier. You came in, and I I discovered your uh, your show, The Business, uh, when I first moved to L.A. Um, and this was in the pre-podcast days. Um, and I had my first PA job and was doing a lot of like driving around in the afternoon. And and you know your show, your show comes on at two thirty right uh, out here, and would would really try and time my errands so that I would be in the car for 2.30. It, it was it was nice moving to L.A. and hearing a thing about show business that wasn't stupid and inane. Um, I don't know. It was nice. It was it was, it was was a good... I was kind of discovering being in show business, and, and the business was kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels like it's in tandem with that. It's like in my first TV experiences, I also discovered the business and have been listening since. Now and, that uh, he's on, now that he's on Fuel TV, he doesn't listen anymore. No, no, I'm. You make it to the pinnacle of the television industry. I, I've listened a few times and I find myself going, "Old news, Brodesser Ackner." Yeah, yeah, sorry, we've been talking about that at Fuel for months. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, we and we like your jokes. We like your humor a lot. That's exactly why. We, we like it's, your, it's we like your jokes. And now that I'm a dad, I'm allowed to. Uh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. What the heck's going on outside our they, studio? They, they've discovered our location. We're going to yeah. need to move. I didn't know you were a fugitive, Claude. I am a fugitive from justice. What have you done? Uh, I, Something I, horrible? I, I killed a man just for snoring. Oh, boy. <laughs> how, how bad was the snoring? It was... Could you have gone to the other room instead? It, it, I could have. It was. It wasn't just loud. It was. So it, it was, was rating. It was. Kind of, it wasn't just brutal. It was also wanton. Can yeah. I ask about the circumstances which you're sleeping near another man? Uh, well, it, first of all, it wasn't even just. It was extravagant. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it's a self-indulgent. Would you kind say of, it was opulent? Yeah, almost. Sort of like velvet wine. It, 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 it was. It, no, it was too down market to be. Opulent. It was extravagant without being opulent. Oh boy, it was kind of outrageous. Yeah. Presentational. It had all the classic presentations of snoring. Sure. Yeah. Would so. you say that it was Brechtian? Uh, 
at all? Did wow. You, no, did I you did. feel the V it's, effect? It's, its origins were not Germanic, no. Okay. I, I couldn't point to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot you can lay at the feet of the Germans, but this guy snoring was not. And no social conscience, I presume. None. None at all. Well, Claude, if you ever need to, if you need to go out the window, I'll take a bullet for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I sense that already. You, have so. a, you, you exude a certain loyalty. Mm-hmm. I will, but only in the arm. All right. <laughs> Just, I'm not going to take it in the guts or something. No, no, not for me. Not since not I've seen some that crappy public Elvis. Video. Elvis Mitchell, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he associates with a better class of people than me. He's a really he's running a classy operation. Do you guys hang out? You and we, he? We uh, we don't speak actually. Wow. But that, that's for tax reasons. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a, he's an S corporation, and I'm not allowed to talk to S corporations. Understandable. Gotcha. You'd, Where, you'd move into another bracket if you would, said would, what's up. I would be paying. You wouldn't even imagine how much money in taxes. If you I know that we're incorporated in Bermuda, right? Is yeah, that no, going to be a problem at I don't, all? I, I spoke to my uh, attorneys before I came, and I think we'll be all right. Claude Brodesserac, yes, thank you. Thank you. It was great being here. Good it was really you. a pleasure to have you, Claude. Entirely mine. I is you know what what fun, huh? Mm-hmm. What fun, Jordan? And fun. informative. That was the best part. No, oh, that was exceedingly informative, Claude. You have a job besides the business, right? I do. Uh, what do I, you work for? Ad Age. I work Information for the, Week for the Crane Corporation, such as it is. <laughs> the for, Crane Corporation. It's crane, Crane's business uh, publications. That's, that's I, a Crane Corporation. Just sounds like uh, sounds a like a corporation company that, that covers up UFO. Landings. <laughs> I was going to say maybe a company that's owned by a superhero's alternate identity. Yeah, there, there is a certain Iron Man kind of quality to Rance Crane. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I work for Advertising Age. Uh, Only in the sense that he shoots laser beams out of his hands. Yeah, and the, actually it's the eyeball. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's really the retina is the focal mm. point. And then the, I got gotcha. you. Well, anyway, we're, we're, we're moving astray. We yeah. were trying to talk no, about... I, I, I work for Advertising Age, and I cover uh, Hollywood and the sort of marketing of entertainment and marketing through entertainment, uh, which is uh, sort of an insidious uh, phenomenon of the last, I guess, five, six years or so. Isn't it interesting that we've invited Claude Bresser, Ackner, onto Jordan, Jesse Go, and now I'm accidentally interviewing him? No, I, you know, I, I, I think your appearance kind of warrants a little bit of you know, kind of more classic interviewing. I don't know. You're you're a little more prestigious than our other guests, who it's kind of fine to goof around with. But I think you. Oh my God. You know, we've had some prestigious guests, haven't we? What about Andy Daly from the movie Semi Pro? Sure. My sister. Yeah. We, what about from your my sister? house? Yeah. From from your sister fame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jordan's kid's sister. Mm-hmm. You know, the you one who <laughs> went to the John Mayer concert. Sure, you might remember her from such ages of mine as 12. <laughs> um, we actually just had uh, Kent Alterman on, the, on our, our show uh, talking about Semi-Pro. Oh. He's, uh, he's an interesting guy. Did he have anything interesting to say about Semi-Pro? Well, I mean, we talked... <sighs> I haven't heard that yet. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was last, last week's program. Oh, your podcast last week broke for me. Ah, It yes. didn't work. It's Steve Jobs up to his old tricks again. <laughs> Jobs. Sometimes the podcast Actually, we, get I, caught in his black turtleneck. We don't have the we. I don't. Me and Jordan were Zoom users. Oh yeah. So I'm out of here. It, it got stuck. <laughs> it got stuck somewhere on the way to my Zoom. No, um, stay, stay on the couch and watch me rocket some songs up Jesse's Zoom hole. <laughs> yeah, wow. zap Zune. me, squirt me some jams, Jordan. <laughs> the pumpiest of hot what, tracks. What, what what led 
you to purchase a Zune. Zune costs ninety dollars right. when I bought it. It's as good. It's it's absolutely as I've used iPods before and I like them a lot. Well, a dirty Zune's, Sanchez runs forty five, but that doesn't mean you should <laughs> run out and get one from some. A Zune is the same <laughs> Salvadoran prostitute. It's equally functional as an iPod. It does. I I didn't I I didn't have an iPod for a long time because they're kind of expensive and. Uh, and this one, it does everything that my fiance's iPod does totally just as well. Screen's a little bigger. The thing's a little bigger, but I don't really care. And it was $90. Wow. I am. Um, I my, actually. My original iPod is so old, it's actually made from, from wood. Oh. Mm. It's uh, sort of. Uh, doesn't really have a wheel. It's, uh, it's organic, though, man. That's, it's it uses back. Roman it, numerals. It, 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 will, it will biodegrade. <laughs> you have to you have to you have to hook a wax cylinder into the back. Exactly. It's actually called I comma pod. Yes. That's how old it is. It's from Roman days. It only played stride piano. <laughs> um, I actually had two iPods break on me and in my trying to get them serviced, both times had the guys at the Mac store genius bar be very rude and condescending to me. So Well they're geniuses. Not, they don't I know. have time to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If you'd passed the exam, they no. would have spoken with you. These are all people who received a, a MacArthur Genius Grant. It was actually Gina, Gina Davis than... was actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was. I'm practicing. Jody, Jody Foster was there. Um, so yeah. So I. I. My purchasing a Zune was a, a pretty a direct fuck you to Apple. So. Right. And I think I think they felt it. I think they felt the shock waves from my Zune buying. Yeah, I know. Right. I got letters from them. Desperate, please. Mm-hmm. Can you please somehow, Jesse? I know you're ambivalent about Apple. Can you please get us in with just get us a meeting with Jordan so we can apologize? We cannot afford to alienate Fuel TV. It's true. <laughs> oh, Apple. Twelve-year-old skateboarders across this country are flinging their iPods away. Um, now, before we, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna change topics here. I'm just Fine, gonna change topics blatantly. Um, Claude, you mentioned, and, and we've been talking about doing more topical material on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, have we? No. No. God, yeah. no. I didn't we think we had. We don't talk about the content on this show beforehand. My, my presumption was that I had, that we had had that conversation and I had disco- and I had forgotten it. Yeah. If you had told me that, yes, we had, I would have gone along with it. Well, I just wanted to segue. Claude uh, had some feelings about this kind of recent political sex scandal that's going on, and I, uh, I, I wanted to hear about it. Oh, I want to hear about it, I was it tired too. of hearing your iPod bullshit. Uh, sorry, geez, it was more. Well, it was Zune bullshit, to be fair. <laughs> it's not. I'm not really sure that this can be borne out completely. But I, what I find interesting about the recent uh, Spitzer scandal is that it, it sort of plays into the, the sort of classic stereotypes of Republicans and Democrats, mm-hmm. which is to say, you know, I, I don't know how many diamonds, how many whore diamonds. Here on the on this show, I don't mean to interrupt. Can I say whore diamond? Here on this show, we refer to them as. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, spendocrats and uh, redumlicans. Redumlicans, taxo, tax, taxocrats, mm-hmm. demo. I can't remember what we call them. Well, anyway, Kristen, I don't know how many whore diamonds <laughs> that really paid off. Didn't <laughs> yeah, it? I think a, when you were you thinking of spendocrats? Me. Spendocrats, and then there's a there's a Republican one too, though. It's redumlicans. Oh, there's okay. nothing funnier than that. Okay, there's no Sorry. funnier no, option. I, you, you you need to sort of assign some sort of quality that's usually, yeah. It can't just be dumb. It, it has to be <laughs> oh, uh, refart refartlicken. Oh, refartlicken. Oh, well, because now, Republicans like farts. Yeah, no. Who, well, they smell like farts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so anyway, back to whore diamonds. But back to whore... (laughs) Please. 
Now back to the serious business of Wasn't Jai Minhansu in Whore Diamond? <laughs> the, anyway. uh, she was the the only. Uh, Can I ask you a wait? Jai Minhansu was ups- <laughs> was upset about Jai, who's better, Jai Minhansu Chiwetel or Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, and that's that's entirely reasonable for him to have been upset. But I don't think he ever gets to be upset about anything, anyone impugning anything about him ever again now that he's in this movie called, like, Punch Fight or something. <laughs> Have you seen previews for this movie? <laughs> Neck kick? This is what happens in, this, in the preview for this movie. This guy's like, I do not want to be a... F- I'm not a... F-. He gets invited by some cute girls, pass him a flyer out of a minivan, inviting him to, Never like, back down. Is never back down. I was going to say, I think it's Punch Fight. Okay. It's not Punch Fight? It's I'm pretty the, well, sure it's Punch no, Fight. No, Punch Fight is the sequel to Neck Kick. <laughs> oh. What's a yeah. prequel? Blah, blah. Anyway. I am a mess. Anyways, the, <laughs> the girls pass him a flyer out of the window of a sport utility vehicle. He goes to a secret underground fight, and he does not want to fight Claude. He absolutely does not want to fight. I want to, I mean, look at me in the eyes. This man is not a fighter. I had the same thing happen to me. Someone gave me a thing for oil wrestling. Right. And I look you at me. do not. Do I look like someone who enjoys petroleum? But you know what? <laughs> I hate it. Claude, I'll In tell you what. Forms. I'll tell you what you did, and I'll tell you what this kid did. He said he, he doesn't want to fight. You didn't want to oil wrestle. You go to Jaimon Hansu. He's got a graying goatee, and he teaches you how to, in your case, Claude, oil wrestle. In this guy's case, fight uh, over the whole rest of the trailer until at the end he fights. And that's the movie. Apparently, the movie is about how he is training and training and training for the last thing in the world he doesn't want to do. Wow. Well, Netflix. Anyway. Yes. Put J- it in the queue. Jaimon Hansu talk aside. So, whore diamonds. So, um, the uh, the four things you look for, first of all, on a whore diamond yes. are... Uh, Clarity. Clarity. Luster. Luster. No, it's the four C's. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. We're not going to talk about the, how, to, how to select a whore diamond. Um, but what struck I me... I know what one C is going to be. <laughs> craftiness. Oh. Yeah, craftiness. How, how crafty is your whore? Um, what struck Charisma. Me, what struck me about the Spitzer thing is how everybody uh, involved sort of has their their stereotype ready to go. So, for instance, let's jump back, set the way back machine a few months, when this Florida congressman, I love this, uh, <clears throat> I think Bob Allen is his name, he's a re- Florida Republican from, uh, I forget where. But Florida. From Florida, from Swampington. And, uh, <laughs> Swamp, and he, he, gets, he gets caught offering a black undercover 20 bucks to blow him. Right. And, and so uh, then you've got uh, David Vetter, you know, senator from Louisiana, Republican, and the most I think he he's accused of having been, you know, spending with, on whores was uh, about three hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> so you can sort of see already that the Republicans' approach to screwing around on your wife is always fiscally conservative. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Whereas the right. tax and spend Democrats, yeah, right, you know, bleeding, for, bleeding hard, bleeding hard, forty five hundred dollars an hour. Uh, wow. For this prostitute, so it, it it just to me it just reinforces the old stereotypes. They I should just that, remake that Howard Dean commercial. Those 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 cappuccino drinking, Volvo driving, expensive prostitute you, fucking. You would not believe what the prime minister of Sweden pays for his whore diamonds. <laughs> oh, it well, is unbelievable. Eighty percent of the Swedish gross domestic product actually goes to high class prostitutes. Well, the problem is they, they go to Tiffany's for their whore diamonds. Right. And if you go to Tiffany's for your whore diamonds... You're paying for the name. You're paying for the name. And that's... <laughs> you're playing for the little blue bag. Yeah. Yeah. But the whore comes in. <laughs> I, I was actually watching... 
<laughs> I was watching Larry King. It's a small whore. That's why she fits uh, in the yeah. little bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching Larry King, and he was interviewing um, her former pimp. Um, I guess her former pimp has come out and said he's her former pimp. And um, I think that the term is personal coach. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Personal coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, Be the best. Yeah. Right. My personal coach is Paige Davis from Trading Spaces. <laughs> um, and she um, and he he said, Boise, Idaho, are you there? Yeah, right. And then he, he asked the guy, um, so, you know, is it unusual for to have a congressman as a client? He says, no, we've... Um, you, you, no, it's not unusual. And he says, "How have you have you served uh, rich or famous people that we may have heard of?" And he says, "Yes, I have, Larry." And he's like, "Will you reveal those names here?" <laughs> it's like, come on, Larry as, King, is this even anything anymore? As, like, as if it's a silver chafing dish to be whisked open. <laughs> Voila, the names of famous whoremongers. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he has a little towel over his arm when he's doing it. it just for fun, keep track of how many times Larry says. How about that? That, that? that is the whole show. I yeah. like that you're on first-name basis with Larry. You know, I'll tell you a true story. Um, first of all, Larry King is a complete Packerwood. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I believe it. I, I went to – this is back when I worked for a TMZ, which is a, a website that needs no introduction. I helped right. launch it about uh, a year – a little over a year ago. And, uh, in oh, between, we should talk about that because that's yeah, one of the worst things in the world. Uh, yeah, it is a soul-staining uh, operation, but uh, with a lot of uh, soul purel, you can live <laughs> a healthy life. But no, well, I, I say that I think by soul purel you mean whore diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> ground up whore diamonds. You just uh, no, actually, I, I think they do. Uh, for what they do, they do a great job. I, I'm I'm completely enamored of Harvey Levin. I think had we thirty more of him, uh, we would. All of Hollywood would would be better for it. But what do you think? Of, uh, just I'm sorry. Wait, to, to did deter. you not say that if you had forty more of the the TMZ guy? Yeah, of Harvey. What uh, what what about TMZ? Do you is is to you different or of a better quality than your defamers, your Perez Hiltons? Well, I, I think it, it comes down to <clears throat> uh, to be fair, they draw less cum on people's faces than Perez Hilton. <laughs> that's why considerable less ejaculate is, is scratched <laughs> yeah. onto the photos. Uh, that's certainly one principle uh, defining uh, also quality. I, I think it, it comes down to the media has has. Um, you can do this yourself if you if you're online now and you're listening to this. Is just go to Google News and pick any topic that's just surfaced, and the number of of sites devoted to quote unquote reporting the news. And I use that. I, I'm using the air quotes. Mm-hmm. And yes, I. Have, I will confirm I have, the man is using air quotes. I, he also has a beard. Um, <laughs> I, the number of people who, and I say reporting with quotes because they're not. They're re-reporting. Yeah. And really losing a lot often in the translation. <clears throat> Um, there's, for, despite the, the incredible growth of, of sites proliferating news, the number of sites that do original reporting is shrinking. And so to TMZ's credit, it, it, you know, you may say, oh, well, it, it, del- it delves into topics that are, you know, whatever, scuzzy or, uh, prurient or whatever, but to their unending I credit, would say inane. Well, it may be, but I mean, you know, you can't. The marketplace doesn't lie. People, you know, you can't force people to go to TMZ. People, it's not as if AOL, you know, the T- AOL, Time Warner is getting rid of AOL as a dial-up service. You can't say, oh, it's just because 
they're on the AOL splash page. People seek this stuff out, and it's it's no different than I think uh, Romans and Christians and and, and uh, <laughs> it's absolutely no different than Romans and Christians. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you know, Christians and lions, I guess. It, oh, Christians and lions. <laughs> you know, uh, two great tastes that <laughs> right <laughs> go great together. You got, you got my Christians and my lions. You got my lions. And, okay. Um, Those are all anyways, commercials, right? But. Uh, but what the hell were we talking about? Something oh, uh, about the, how 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 it is of a better quality than these other kinds. Well, yeah, of Yeah, there's things. original reporting. I mean, they are going out there and uh, look. We can. Have They're this, going we can, out there with a hundred thousand dollars and buying stories. Well, it's not often so much. I don't think. I mean, wasn't it recently a hundred thousand? Am I making up that number? No, wasn't there I a big story was, that they had bought a they bought, bought something for a hundred grand? They bought some grand? audio from from the OJ thing, uh, from the 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 hotel room or something like that. But you know, not. Look, I, I, I think that this, we can get into a separate uh, Columbia Journalism School discussion. Because about on whether your you show, I've heard your show before. It's called The Business. Uh, and you, um, I, I can't remember you ever covering something that wasn't a thing, that was, had, that didn't, I mean, like, you'll cover some things that are go like some moguls doing some kind of mogul thing, yeah. something like that. Does the fact that there's a marketplace for this thing just justify it? Absolutely. I mean, like, I just don't give a fuck. I just hate it. Well, okay, you're entitled to hate it. You don't have to. I mean, that's why won't you let me hate this? <laughs> what are you going to force me to eat a tomato next? I fucking hate tomatoes. You eat this fucking heirloom right now. <laughs> um, no, I think that. Um, and when I say we had we 30 more, I'm not saying of TMZ, but I, I'm saying, you know, guys like Harvey go out there. They don't give anyone a free pass. And so much of celebrity reportage for so long had been this sort of glorified analingus. And no, continue. The man's difficult, talking about analingus. That is a difficult and thing to glorify out, as and well. And he goes out and he gets the original documents. He gets he has relationships with lawyers. He has relationships with publicists. He has relationships with cops. And he goes out and he gets the real story. I think that, you know, that's the kind of journalism you just don't see uh, practice that much But anymore. it doesn't – but why is it – but why does that have to be a binary between the, anal, uh, the analingus that you r so eloquently referenced and uh, <laughs> TMZ? Why is the – why are those – why are those – why can't there be things that are about actual something? I well, mean, the, like, the, I don't, there can be, but I mean, the major news. I hate Entertainment are, Tonight too. Sorry, I have a friend who works at Entertainment Tonight. I feel bad if I single it out. I hate the Insider. Listen, I, I don't really begrudge people their Entertainment Tonight. I think you know, a, an unceasing grind of uh, we lost another four guys in Fallujah, or we lost another four guys in Anbar Province, or whatever the hell happened. I think you're entitled to uh, to see that. The, the danger is the exclusion. The danger is if it's the same thing about the. Uh, but that's what the. Here's the thing, though. Like, is the, when the diet becomes solely that. That's when the republic's health is in danger. The part that's creepy to me about it is not so much uh, the fact that it's covering entertainment and entertainment is a light topic as opposed to a heavy topic. It's the kind of like. Uh, well, I already personal, disagree with you on that anyway. But that's a the, We're going to get into that in a second. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I. Uh, the only, it's the only thing we export anymore. We don't make tires. We don't make Claude, televisions. We don't I'm, make semiconductors. We don't I'm, make anything. The I'm only playing thing we make <laughs> is entertainment. And you're saying it's light. I'm, I'm saying it's the it's the economy of the United Claude, States. I host the same kind of radio show you do. Don't target that at me. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm We're sorry. the only two people covering these things in public radio. Please don't put me in your crosshairs for that particular thing. I'm giving you something else to put me in your crosshairs okay. for. Um, 
I completely forgot what I was going to say. I browbeat you into submission. Yeah, that's I'm, what I did. I'm just crying now. <laughs> he's a, he's a sh- come here. I'll kick you in the, in the testicles. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> take your mind. Take your mind off the uh, boy detective. Pain. Help yes. us. Um, yes. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. We're back into it. It's not so much the. I was just uh, going to ask you if you want to talk about Super Smash Brothers. I d- absolutely don't feel that entertainment does not merit coverage. And that but that part is absolutely not, no way. But what I don't like and what kind of, honestly kind of creeps me out and feels like like weirder and grosser than that is the kind of like uh, personal narrative of uh, of the things where people, celebrities' lives become this kind of continuous soap opera narrative that doesn't have anything to do with uh, anything other than their celebrity. It's not about art that they create or entertainment that they create. Um, and that is the part that creeps me out. I mean, if it was just people, you know, if it was just a coverage of, um, and I feel like that's there, that's been the difference that I've seen in my lifetime. Things have moved from, you know, there certainly was always celebrity weddings or whatever, but like that has become more and more the focus of entertainment news thanks to the kind of Perez Hiltons of the world. And that like it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It just skeeves me out. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's a there's an obsession. A friend of mine uh, works at um, at Us Weekly um, and I I think I can say his name. It's not like he, I'm impugning his integrity here. It's got <laughs> Ken Baker. And he said that what does he do? What does seriously, he do you're seriously fucking friends with Ken Baker? Well, Ken Baker? I don't know who Ken the Baker is. Ken Baker? Who is he? I don't he? know who Ken Baker no. is. Well, either. anyway, so he's Claude's buddy. <clears throat> oh, okay. We, we we know each other a little bit. So anyway, uh, he said they'd done this focus group, and um, one of the interesting things that came out of it was uh, they had you know all these housewives from Ohio in, into a conference room, and they asked I'm surprised stuff. that they focus group us weekly. I would think they were just following their muse. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's in the deleted scenes for uh, from that Sharon Stone movie. The yeah, movie there's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually just their their original intent was just to make a movie about. Uh, I mean, to make a magazine about Albert Brooks and Albert Brooks movies. I'm the king of the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things he said was that you know they love celebrity, but I, they also love to see them fall. Mm-hmm. You know? And so. You know, you can um, you can fault TMZ and and anything else that tries to be that, and I think Yahoo has tried sort of sadly with this OMG or what is it LOL? Yeah, W WTF. It w- is one of those. W-M-D. I don't think it's H A X X O R Z. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, Yahoo. Yo, <laughs> oh, Yahoo dot com. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what we were thinking of. Internet. Jeez. Yeah. So. Uh, you can you can fault the um, you can fault the makers of the sugary snacks and and the uh, the salty you know heart clogging food, but like in the end, someone someone has to open their mouth and and guzzle that stuff down. And <laughs> you know I think that yes, that is true. You're, you're sort of abdicating people of of personal responsibility, and and I think used responsibly. No, I'm asking the people. I'm asking the people uh, who are creating things to accept personal responsibility whether i mean here i, I mean there's this demand for that kind of stuff sure and here i, mean, I, I am and, sitting I don't in even this know chair this, like you know i mean i guess it's kind of it's not altogether important to the discussion but i mean you know like people were concerned if the queen of england was seen you know 
with a stable boy down by the dock. You know, it was. It, I mean, it, it seemed to just be a, a constant. Just, I mean, people I, I mean, were just concerned about her safety. She shouldn't be down by the dock. No, it's true. It's not dangerous when, down there. Not when yeah. she has bad humors. Yeah, there could be brigands. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just. I mean, now we have nature, so. the the option of photoshopping come onto their faces. But isn't this just a thing that always goes on? Just I mean, people like to see. People like to. Speculate about I want the to rich be and clear. powerful. I I'm not against people. I obviously think people have the right to to look at this kind of thing. I have no. I feel no need to you know like censor it or anything like that. And I understand that there's a commercial demand for it, and where there's a commercial demand for it, it's going to be filled. What I just wonder is like, uh, why not do a different thing if you, that's going to be. Like it's not like these people. It's not like somebody who, like a uh, Claude Brodesser Ackner, uh, hasn't had uh, relatively high class gigs at your uh, Variety and your uh, Ad Age and your uh, the business. Right, but you know, keep in mind that you're ascribing causality. Right, you're saying that they that we make it, and I by we I mean you know when I right. used to work at TMZ, and then they buy it, uh-huh. then they come in, and what I'm telling you is the opposite. People want it. And then you wind up giving it to them. It's it's not as if by making it you somehow suddenly create this this passion. You inflame these desires within the public, and that previously they were just sitting at home with their their King James their Bible Proust. and their Proust, you know, on volume three. But like my uh, feeling is, why not just? I mean, obviously, I don't think I, I'm probably going to alienate some of our listeners just because. <laughs> But like because I, it's something you do on every show. Yeah, <laughs> you try and do it once a show. But I mean, Perez Hilton is a dipshit, right? So why not just leave it to him? He's a dipshit. He can do the dipshit thing. Well, is he though? I mean, you know, I think that's sort of like saying um, Barnum is a is a dipshit. Like you know, just, <laughs> you if have, Perez okay, if Perez the, Hilton the, puts a midget inside a mechanical man and makes him play chess, he's going up a couple notches in my book. I, I mean, I think you know, there's a. Um, Look, if Barnum with his tents and his peanuts and his I don't <laughs> elephants, <laughs> you know, I, his iced cream. Uh, look, I'm not suggesting that that uh, that Perez Hilton goes home and puts on a smoking jacket and and he does have a Fiji mermaid though. <laughs> you know, just, just a monkey sewn to a fish, Jesse. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, to, sorry to break it to you. <laughs> I'm not suggesting he goes home and, and like you know has serious conversations about Gibbon and the fall of the Roman Empire <laughs> and you know lights a a big uh, pipe or something and uh, you know no but it's a small pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, I'm not. It's going not on. an Austin. It's more of a it's more of a pipette. Yeah. Well, but you know, regardless of whether it's a a, a corn cob or something, right. you know, Sherlock Holmesish. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, he does what he does, and I guess my concern is not with the guys who who publish everything from shaved schniz to you know <laughs> beaver fever or, or you know you name the prurient asshole monthly yeah uh, or or the journalist equivalent journalistic equivalent of that it's it's rather that the major news organizations are totally bereft of any responsibility to. Um, serious journalism and you can even see it in the way they schedule never mind how much they fund i mean the Do bureaus think- are drying up i mean why is it that 11 o'clock comes around and serious thoughtful people 
turn to the Colbert Report and and to uh, to the Daily Show. Do you think in this you're you're in a you're in actually in a position to answer this question, being a career you being in working in both broadcast and print journalism in the entertainment world. Do you think that the that the kind of TMZ Perez Hiltonization of uh, celebrity news, the kind of explosion of Us Weekly and those kinds of things. Do you think that in in any way feeds change in the uh, traditional media that's positive? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, I also think that it has less to do with anything that Harvey Levin does and far more to do with media ownership and consolidation of ownership. I mean, I, I started covering... Um, media quite by accident. I didn't have any particular hard-on for television or, or media or anything like that. I had come back from China. I, I graduated college in 94. I had the same butt-wipe BA that everyone gets. I <laughs> wasn't a particularly fantastic student. What, what college did you graduate uh, from? I won't even say the name. It's part of the agreement that I never even <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, associated with them. Um, just because they're, they've actually gotten much better since I left. It's a really good school. <laughs> and it would imperil their U.S. news and World Report ranking <laughs> gotcha. if, if my name would sully their reputation. They are now the number three party school. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Home of the dysfunctional rich. No, I went, I, <laughs> Didn't we go to the number three party school, Jordan? Well, it depends on which publication you read, but our college, UC Santa Cruz, was often, when they make those lists of the top ten X, Y, or Z schools, it was usually in the top ten when it came to party schools. The fighting vampires. The thing you <laughs> were supposed to say... Slugs, actually, but I think that was definitely a, at least a sub-mascot. Yeah. I, I remember the Res Life people talking a lot about how uh, when when parents would ask you about that if they were walking around or something like you were a tour guide for a while weren't yeah you, we, me and Jesse both worked for the college and I was a, a tour guide and we were both RAs you were supposed to focus on I the methodology you were supposed to focus on the methodology and point out that it uh, while many of the other schools were on the list because of binge drinking. Uh, in fact, UC Santa Cruz was on the list, most likely because of a higher willingness to report and uh, because of the fact that uh, worth many more points than binge drinking was hallucinogens. Right. <laughs> so We were supposed to focus on hallucinogens with parents. Right, yeah. So while Chico and, State may have had, you know, 50 drunks, we just yeah. had five guys on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think we that, just had that one guy, Andy, like naked in the field, sure. crying with one shoe. That, that put, he never found a shoe again, by the way. Andy didn't. <laughs> That, that puts parents at ease if they know that really it's a natural high. It's just peyote. Exactly. Yeah. You know, your kid is, is just going to basically... God look. made it. God made it. It's L the same as eating yucca and chicharron. You know, it's just a cactus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Basically, yeah. So, Claude, you were saying but, you, but, you have your, you so have I, your butt white degree. I, and um, I... Um, so I, I graduate and, and you know... The, I got a great education for for the amount of time that I I, I spent trying not to educate myself, notwithstanding. Uh -huh. uh, there are great teachers there and 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 all that. So, but we had a relationship with a, a school in China. So I'd gone to China. Um, I taught English in an oil field for a while. <laughs> a Chinese oil field. In a Chinese oil field. It was nice. like if you've ever seen pictures from the, yeah, Ma so we're the, just the one. Mars rover. It was like that, but with pigs and garbage. It was just an it was it was just an oil field in Oklahoma, Jordan. <laughs> right, and they just took us to this one Chinese restaurant. It's you all, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you all. I, I I taught English at Shuyo Dashui, Shungli Yotian, and uh, came back uh, indigent, and um, 
and wound up sort of just trying to get, you know, a job and took a bunch of internships. And you had a really hard time finding any good oil fields. Yeah, there were no oil fields really in Manhattan. Um, <laughs> there, uh, there is over on 10th Avenue a taxi stand where there's a considerable amount of, of sort of transmission fluid. Can I ask you guys a question? Why is it that when I drive to the airport, I drive through an oil field? What is that about? Yeah, you feel like you're sort of an extra and there will be blood. Yeah, it's like right in the middle of Los Angeles. Oh, is this, oh, is this on uh, like driving down Sepulveda yeah, to LAX? Yeah, giant oil field. Uh, it's no, not it's, giant. It's okay, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's not giant. It's like five derricks. Five no, or six it's no, derricks. Many there's, more there's than five. More. Yeah, I would no. say a hundred derricks. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> That's the catchphrase from the film, and we're out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So wait, okay, so in Manhattan, you have a variety of internships at yeah, no, so a, I, a variety whatever, of topics. I, I, I'm, I'm abused by a variety of different people. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm pimped out. Uh, you know, I... I I was. I didn't even have a hood diamond. I had a cubic zirconium. Uh-huh. To, to, Hello. To, I would pay you. That was great. To lick your car clean. <laughs> great. Anyway. Um, Good Woody. Wait uh, a minute. Where'd Claude Brodesser Ackner go? Ladies and gentlemen, Woody Allen has joined us here. Yeah, actually. The, the sad thing is I'm actually doing an impression of my producer, Matt Holzman, doing an impression of Hank Azaria, doing an impression... <laughs> Of Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Yeah. So it, uh, it's, it's a couple times removed. Anyway, the point is, uh, so I get, a, I finally get my first paying job. It's at Media Week magazine. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be, that was an impression of Woody Allen doing an impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression of George Bush. Wow. Tension city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I get a job at Media Week and it's 1996. Right. And basically Congress passes this thing Remember called 1996. The, oh, wow. I know. Good times. The time like, you know, broccoli.com was launching the premier yeah. portal for the distribution of broccoli on the web. <laughs> we just need 50 million dollars. That was a good portal. <clears throat> so every intern can have an Aeron chair in the new color, true black. True <laughs> right. black. By the way, we have to tell NPR to stop. That's not the new color. Anymore. That's been a while it's, it's that been, that has been. For 17 years, they they've been st- color- sitforless.com. Um, <laughs> featuring the new color. Can we do something else instead? Can we tell sitforless.com to come holler at the sound of young America? Because I will talk about true black till I am blue in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the new color, Obama. True black. Right, right. So, anyway, so I get this job, and it's 1996. The telecom bill gets passed, and basically right. every mom and pop broadcaster in America gets cashed out. And the idea of local news basically evaporates overnight, and you start seeing Jack FM starts popping up all over the place. And this is that was more like 2004, right? But it starts Jack it FM esque. Start, it starts in 1996 with right. a huge leverage buyout firm called Hicks Muse Tate and First. And they buy like 300 radio stations. Hmm. They own the Sound of Young America at the time. I'm not surprised. Uh, But the point is they own everything. There is no precedent in the Republic for someone owning 300 radio stations. I mean, think about that. That's insane. This is a Republic, for gosh sakes. For God's sake. And, uh, you know, that's where where you wind up where there's absolutely no commitment to news anymore, is is when news is sort of shoved aside and, and has to compete on the same level as entertainment. Entertainment, you know, you know, you sell tickets. You make this much, you're good to go. But you're if okay. So here's a question though: If you're arguing in favor of your TMZs.coms because the market justifies them, do you feel this the one of the reasons that uh, news news budgets have been slashed and so on is that people have 
decided to forego the prestige of having a quality news operation in broadcasting uh, in favor of uh, lowering cost because relatively few, fewer and fewer people watch uh, television news particularly, but you know, also other forms of broadcast news. Um, do you think that the, the fact that the market doesn't justify that? Well, you're talking Does the about- road go both directions? It, 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 to my mind, the, the issue is not that the market justifies anything. It's that the, the government has allowed the use of public airwaves. Uh-huh. It's like the biggest free giveaway in history. Right. And they're basically saying, even though most people get their TV now through cable, the point is that the 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 the, the, the means by which they do. I happen is to that, steal my internet over a pay, I steal my steal my television over a paid for internet connection. By the way, that <laughs> that thing over there, I think, is catching fire. You should you know <laughs> yeah. you should probably. Unplug a few things. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, in just a second. But um, I, I think that you, you're talking about market forces, and I'm saying that <clears throat> pure markets uh, obviously don't work. I'm I'm a you know I'm not a Friedman kind of guy. I'm a, I'm a Keynesian kind of guy here. <laughs> right. And what I'm suggesting. You're going to you, talk about economists, Jordan, notable economists. Uh, I, I'm just saying, you know, I think that the market as it stands now, yeah, it 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 justifies itself in the sense that that's what it's doing. But it's it's not ha- it's not happening in a vacuum. It's happening in in a very specific context, which is that media has suddenly become concentrated in the hands of five companies. And uh, they're not interested in serious reportage anymore. They're just not. They're interested in in profits. I don't even know who owns the Sound of Young America anymore. For a while, it was Motown Universal. I think it's the Shinehart Wig Company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's an illusion we can get behind, folks. Uh, We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I am Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the single most prestigious <clears throat> guest in the history of Jordan, Jesse, go. One more time. One more time. Give Thank it up. You. Your, your, Claude per, your, your percussive Acner. palms are like a warm bath. <laughs> That's the warm bath that you're in. <laughs> we drew that bath for you. Thank More you. rose petals, Mr. <laughs> B.A. By the way, should this cable be in this... <laughs> You're dead. You died. Oh, we killed Claude Brodesser. <laughs> we'll finally be famous. Yes. Um, Jordan, you just went to South by Southwest. I did. I just got back uh, yesterday from SXSW. It's a big uh, music industry thing in Austin, Texas, where a bunch of bands playing a bunch of... Like 10,000 bands. 10,000 bands, something like that. Um, and... I still, and Claude, maybe as a showbiz insider, you can tell me, I have no idea what the fuck it's for, like why it's there. It's Do people sign deals at that? Like I went with some business guys from my network and they didn't seem to be signing any kind of deals anyway. Austin has always been this sort of strange city where, you know, music kind of percolates up. Yeah. I, I don't pretend to understand it. I don't either. It's, it's you know. I understand it, but I'm not going to explain it to you. <laughs> it's not worth my time. Too sleepy. Yeah. You guys aren't my guy. Mm. Um, if and, Matt Holtzman had asked me to explain it, then I could say doing it. Sure. Anyway, it's my guy. And two kind of two kind of important things happened to me. Um, one was kind of a tender moment, and the other is kind of a realization. And I'll start with the tender moment. Um, you were you were defenestrated, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Wow. It was uh it was a powerful experience. Um anyways, um I uh we set up uh I I I do uh I like was interviewing bands there for my network and um 
uh, one of the bands uh, was, it seemed odd when we got the request in, but uh, No Effects. I don't know if, uh, Jesse, you're familiar with this. Sure. No Effects is a, is a punk rock band uh, particularly popular with uh, people between the ages of 12 and 16. Yes, absolutely. And definitely when I came to know them was between 12 and 16. And they're kind of the, they're, they're the archetypal punk band in a lot, you know, lots of songs about getting messed up and hating the president and, you know, real... Real by the numbers, but they they do it they do it real well. Classic, and also sometimes somewhat irreverent. So much, yeah. I don't know because because he won't uh, he won't pass that anti homework bill. Yeah, (laughs) he keeps getting snared in committee. Yeah, it does. He won't use his veto power to eliminate bedtime. Um. More vegetables. To make um, TGIF every night of the week on exactly. ABC. <laughs> More step-by-step, step, say 12-year-olds. Um, anyway, so, but, I mean, they were, you know, when Na- I was... Nation seven-year-olds, nation seventh graders demand to hang with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was 13, they were just like, you know, right. the most important thing a 13-year-old ever heard. Ever. I mean, like, these guys get it. Um, it's weird because when I was thirteen, the biggest band was Das Effects. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that? Isn't that spaghetti spaghetti special? <laughs> Whoa! Chickety check yourself before you <laughs> wreck yourself. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it to you. It's fine. I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more of this punk band. Anyways, Jordan. and uh, so funny thing one. And and they all have they no one uses their original name everyone has their punk rock name in the band so another archetypal thing about them um, and the publicist who I was setting up the interview with and um, publicists all seem to be this one kind of hyper lady and she's not nece- and the publicists for the bands aren't necessarily from the subculture that the band is from the hip hop you know artists don't have a hip hop publicist and right. the punk artists don't necessarily have a punk they're, you know they're just like they're kind just of, this lady. They're this the kind same. Of hyper, it might as well just be the same lady. Hyper well dressed. Um, She's thirty. Maybe a little blonde. dumpy. Right. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny if Johnny Rotten had like a, a Janie <laughs> mediocre who was his. Publicist. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, so I was talking to her on the phone, setting up the interview, and she said, "Um, now I think if you show up around nine after the sound check, um, we can get most of the guys in to do the interview. Although, um, I might not be able to guarantee you smelly." <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, to I said, fuck you, most of my questions are geared around Smelly. The whole yeah. interview hinges on Smelly. Yeah, it was, a, it was a profile on Smelly. Jordan, how are you supposed to address the Smelly situation? <laughs> I know. Um, anyways, but I, 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 I met them and I interviewed uh, Fat Mike and El Jefe. What are the two guys from NoFX I interviewed? That's funny. The El Jefe was the name of my uh, first El Camino. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, and I... Maybe uh, he named himself after my El Camino is what I'm saying. I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, and then he barfed, so he didn't <laughs> answer. Um, anyways, and after it, <clears throat> and you know, there... It turns out Smelly isn't a member of the band. It's just a name for El Jefe's barf. <laughs> um, I might not be able to guarantee you Smelly. Yeah, he may right. not barf. Um, and, you know, it, it goes as kind of as expected. They say some some interesting things, and I think they are actually pretty smart guys, um, smarter than you might think. Um, you know, and then they swear a lot and talk about doing coke and, you know, some other stuff that can't possibly be on television. Um, you know, and, it, and it's fine. And I think Because we've already won the war on drugs. Yeah, exactly. Now we're fighting the war on terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to focus on the war on TMZ.com, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we move on to the war on bedtime. I don't know. I was trying to think of another 12-year-old thing. Brussels bedtime. sprouts. There you go. Thank you. Thanks, CBA. Um, anyways, but... The Ladies and gentlemen, thing, Claude Brodesser Ackner <clears throat> is thank here. You, thank you. So afterwards... Um, Claude, can we talk to Woody Allen? <laughs> is Woody Allen here? <laughs> he's he's Woody. gone home now. <laughs> oh. Um... Anyways, afterwards, so I actually said, you soon know. use bedtime. <laughs> yes. Her in get a, yes. Read her a story. Yeah, I have to tuck in her erogenous zone. Um, uh, and I was talking to Fat Mike, and and he, I was like, oh, just, you know, thanks a lot for doing this. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, thanks for the interview. You're real good at your job. Oh, wow. And then I got to say, you know, uh, uh, you two, you know, your your band was real important to me when I was a kid, and I'm, you know, glad to see you guys are still at it. And I, I like, I'm not saying this to be cute or funny, but I teared up a little bit. It was, I don't know, real tender. You're real good at your job. I don't know. No, I don't think... What a nice thing to hear somebody say absolutely. to you. Absolutely. It was real, you know, and from someone, so anyways... That was that was lovely, Jordan. You are good at your job. Thanks, Jesse. Well, it doesn't mean anything anymore. You're, you're not way, you're, you're not a punk rock celebrity. You're way better than Fat Dracula. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> or Smelly Dracula. Yeah, for instance. Claude, just to fill you in on a little backstory, uh, Jordan's having a feud with another guy who likes to, uh, whose job it is to dress up in a costume and do red carpet interviews. Uh, that's Jordan's job on Fuel for the most part. Uh, um, and the not, other guy not, is... Not Woody Woodman. Mm, this guy... No, but oh, I don't like Woody Woodman either. <laughs> I don't think... Anyways, yes. I can, this is like a. This is like going to do Hot 97. I didn't realize there would be all these rap oh, beefs there's going beefs, on. Yes. There's beefs going down. We actually tried to get... It's funny that you mentioned that. We tried to get Jordan and Fat Dracula in a room with Minister Farrakhan so they could squash it, but... Mm-hmm. No. Increase no. the peace, man. What's Woody Woodman's deal? I, I, Woody Woodman is this odd guy who does red carpets, and he puts on this fake mustache, and he kind of yells at celebrities in this odd voice, and I'm always, like, right next to him, and I'm like, uh, and I feel bad for the celebrities. I'm like, sorry, you have to do two joke interviews in a row. Anyways, he's a little more caustic than I am. Well, the real question is, why are celebrities willing to do joke interviews? Uh, I don't, I think... To to shun the joke interview, you would look you would look bad. Let me ask you this question: What brings you here, Claude Brodesser? Actor? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I just, I'm only child. Anyone yeah. who pays attention to me at all, I'm you know, I just come around like a straight. <laughs> to be dog. fair, I have been I have been emailing you every few days for the past six months. I was gonna say, just get these guys off my back. <laughs> For just, God's sake! Just, just for just, just if this will stop the JPEGs of your penis, <laughs> Jesse Jordan, they were you gifts, answer, animated an- gifts. Oh, excuse me. You answer one ad on Craigslist, and then you're just <laughs> yeah. you go. you're screwed forever. <laughs> Sorry, you'll never get that hand job for four twenty yeah. that you wanted <laughs> for snowy four twenty. <laughs> it's snowing outside. Uh, <laughs> oh, Anyways, and here's my so here's my um my relevatory thing that happened. And I don't know if I'm, I'm late to the party on this, but here is something that, cause I was kind of hanging out with, uh, most of my hanging out, uh, happened with kind of the guys from work I was there with. And here is, I think the, the, the plight of the modern man or the plight of, of men, of males. And it's, we all need to get together as a sex and find a way to both have fun without trying to get laid or alternately try and get laid without acting like a total dick. 
Because I was with two <laughs> camps of guys. There's kind of the married guys, and then there was the guys who there who were cruising for poon or tail or trim or what have you. Anyways, the guys who I'm sorry, are you talking about beaver? Yeah, beef, booch, <laughs> bonkers. These these words you're using, bevo. I, I don't know them. These are barn barn door. Yeah, barn door, and finally Volkswagen. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so the guys, the, the merry guys, were kind of dull and didn't, Jetta. you know, Jordan, Jordan, yeah, Jetta, yeah, Jetta, and um, Jetta didn't really want to, you know, didn't really care about engaging people outside the group and were kind of listless and, you know, wanted to turn in at ten thirty. But the guys who were who were there to meet girls were insufferable. It's like yes, they were trying to have fun, but but in the worst possible. You know, desperate. The great unlaid. Yeah, sure. The like the most like obnoxious forced party animalness I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, how do we do this? Like, how as men when we go out can we wear can a wedding we, ring? Right. But how do we have fun? Like, how do we have fun if we're attached? But also, how do we try and get laid without uh, acting like three dicks? words, Jordan? Dave and Busters. <laughs> Am I right? Am I Up right? Uh. Am I right? You know the bloomin' onion net there. Yeah. Yeah, a little bloomin' onion. You get trip to the fun zone. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my favorite thing to do with my pals is hit Jimbo Re. <laughs> it's for babies, Jesse. Oh. No wonder we get all those weird looks. Yeah. <laughs> two for one drinks, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Two for one jello shots. <laughs> two for one drink boxes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. I just, it's something I've been thinking about. Um, you know, it's funny. I lost my wedding ring. I, I don't mind saying it uh, strictly by accident. Because when I got married, I got married twice. But my wife and I eloped the first time. She surprised me on my birthday. I was changing jobs. We needed health insurance. And um, I was also converting to uh, Judaism at the time. And um, now I'm converting to, to Islam. Um, <laughs> as we're sitting here? As, as is this part of it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is halal, right? Yeah. Yeah. The like, whole show is. No, so she yeah. bought she bought my my beautiful wife Taffy uh, bought me as a surprise on my birthday a, a wedding ring and we went to Vegas and got married and and uh, then you had health insurance and then I had health oh, insurance cool. because this is a crazy country where you can't um, go to a doctor unless you're um, married and uh, anyway so she bought the ring and you know I, I guess no um, you can't really fault a woman for buying your ring but. Uh, she bought what was what basically looked like a uh, a pirate's uh, earring, like sort of a huge. <laughs> uh huh. I-, I could hula hoop in this wedding ring, right? Know? And so on the best of days, it's kind of you know swung around like a. You know, you can get that adjusted. I, you know, the funny thing was, I did. I went twice. Once I went to a place in in Beverly Hills, and they you know hammered it and sawed it and soldered it and plasma cut whatever they do to it and they gave shot it, it with a gun they gave it back to me and they did, rocketed it up my zoom <laughs> and uh they gave it back to me and then uh you know uh it still didn't fit so i was my lunch hour i was like oh well, i got all right i'll come back and it's just I, i've been back twice and now they say if you go back again it, it may not be able to cut the ring it, you can only the metal gets fatigued oh. so anyway recently i had mono and it's still so loose anyway it fell off it fell off like somewhere in my house i just heard it i heard it I heard it fall. I have not been. It's like an gotcha. alternate universe. It's like <laughs> in a rip in the space-time continuum. Yes. So now I'm not wearing a wedding ring. 
I got to tell you, it's a very weird feeling to have be, to be a married guy and not wear a ring because when you wear the ring and to be Claude Bredesser Agner, I imagine. <laughs> Please, that's, I got to uh... scrape them off my car in the morning, <laughs> like barnacles. <laughs> Lust barnacles. Um, please, ladies, please. No, but you, you know, you, you when you wear a wedding ring, it's like a kryptonite to uh, to super chicks. Yeah. And, ooh, stay away. Yeah. No one of those super chicks. Yeah. They'll uh, they'll. So that's they'll, that's that's half your problem right they'll there. They'll fuck you so fast you go back in time. Um. um anyway, yeah, no. You, if you can get your posse to wear wedding rings, then you know. Okay, but how do we get them to also be fun? Yeah, that's while we're not we're... while we're not. So if if no one in the group is picking up on chicks, how do we also have a good time? I think is bowling. The... <laughs> yeah, just have some activity. I guess you can't. You just get hang out. And, I don't know. Uh, one word, quoits. Quoits. What's that? Also known as lawn darts. <laughs> That's oh, no. lawn darts right. are just. I thought those just... were called jarts. Really? Yeah. No. Only I think in, so. Only in India, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I did grow up in Those India. Those are junk darts. I Jesse. grew up in Mumbai. Ah, so. Um. Anyways, no. That's that's. I have some more things I could say about South by Southwest, but we should we should move on probably. You know what? We're gonna move on to uh, we're gonna move on to solo Jordan Jesse go topics in the next segment. So Claude Bradesser Actor can take care of the uh, aforementioned baby child. Well, I'll do my utmost, gentlemen. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, thank to you. Finally, the. Claude Brodesser Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'll join in that. Ah, wave after undul- undulating wave <laughs> of praise. Claude, can we get a preview of next week's uh, Hollywood News Caravan? You know, I, for that, I would have to uh, leap into the future and tell you. Jordan's doing, doing the music. music. I thought that was South Park. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a good show next week. Dun-dun. The CEO of Blockbuster will be out. Dun-dun. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's so bad. But talking about his... Is the business failing at Blockbuster? It's, it? it's slowly turning around. Jim Keyes was the, the CEO of 7-Eleven, and he's been cutting costs like crazy at uh, Blockbuster. But we're going to talk about fun things happening with with basically your uh, your entertainment future. How's it, how's it going to shake out? And he's, he's going to spend time I don't know us. if you've done the interview yet, but if you... Comes on Monday, so... Okay, well, try please mention to him that I went to my local Blockbuster uh, looking to rent a copy of Point Break, and they did not have it. So, Bullshit! Uh, right. Impossible. I know. What the fuck? They didn't have a Point Break. I'm gonna, it'll be my first Pl- question. Lead off, and then also just talk... Just like this, like... That. Let me run something by you, asshole. <laughs> That's how I would start it. I'm a professional Does the interviewer, phrase, too. Do you yeah. want to jump or jack off mean anything to you? <laughs> Clearly it doesn't because you don't have a copy of Point Break. No, I'm just, I think that'll be the first question is, you know, my friend Jordan went in to get a copy of Point Break and uh, what can I say? This proves that your business is outdated. Not only did you lose out on that 355. But no Twizzlers were sold that day either. No. All that, that all that reminds me of this. Can I be your friend too, Claude? Yes. <laughs> yes! Yay! Friends, 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 friends. friends. <laughs> <sighs> That's all. What have I done? <laughs> you opened up the gates to a hellish demon world. We'll be back in just a second without Claude Rodessa Rackner on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I am Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Look, look in my eyes for yeah, a minute here. Yeah, I'm doing it. Do you want to go see the movie 10,000 BC? Yes. So do I. Why do we have to have this conversation? It, it seems unnecessary. If only there was a way to have done that over the internet. Yeah, well, I want to see that.com is the solution to this problem. Oh, I forgot about that helpful website. This is a great website where you tell it what movies you want to go see, and then your friends tell it what movies they want to go see. So in our case, I tell it what movies I want to go see. Uh, Big time Gene O'Neill tells it what movies he wants to go see. Teresa tells it what movies she wants to go see. And then I look forward to the day when I have $10 of uh, expendable income uh, that I can use to go to movies. There you go. That's that's what I'm talking about here, Jordan. This is a nice website. I want to see that. Absolutely. There's there's forums. You can post reviews of, of movies you've seen. There's a there's a podcast with movie reviews. Jordan, how do people people are? I told people last week. I'm not ha- I'm not going to add you as a friend on I want to see that dot com because I'm not just going to go to a movie with anybody that happens to listen to this show. Going to a movie something for real friends, and in my view, that's the difference between I want to see that dot com and your Facebook or your MySpace. It's about actual friends who are your actual mm-hmm. friends in real life who you'd actually go to a movie to. Jordan, you took the contrary position. I just want as many friends as possible. Um, and thank you to the half dozen people who friended me. Keep them coming. Yeah, well, can they just look you up by Jordan Morris? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, look at look them up on the look them up on the I want to see that dot com. We'll see how it goes. I don't want any more friends. Yeah. In fact, just in life, I'm done with friendship. <laughs> yeah. I'm over it. All the way over it, Jordan. Now that you've got CBA on your side. Yeah, I've got Claude Brodesser Ackner, and that is all I need. It's just, if you've got, this is how it goes. If you've got a good dog, a good friend in public radio, and a good taxidermied squirrel, yeah. you are square for life. You're sitting pretty. Congratulations. If you, Well, I should amend that, Jordan. If you've got a good dog, mm-hmm. a good friend in public radio, right. a good taxidermied squirrel, and I want to see and that. And a good website com. to find out what movies your friends want to go see that you also want to go see and make plans with them to see <laughs> Yeah, them. which one do you want to see, Taxidermied Squirrel? <laughs> oh, squirrel Jordan. the movie? Not a movie. Sorry, pal. <laughs> oh, that wasn't really nutsy talking, if anybody out there was confused. Impression. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, that was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Yowza. We're friends with him now. Mm -hmm. He told me I could be his friend. (laughs) You got permission. I thought about passing him I haven't even given you permission to be my friend yet. You haven't? No. I thought it was implicit. No. You need expressed written permission. Oh, so this is sort of like uh, replaying publicly a Major League Baseball game? Mm-hmm. Jordan? Yes. Can we be, will you, can I be your friend? I will give it some serious consideration. Wait a minute. You sound like a radio station that I've called about the sound of young America. <laughs> I will. I will give it some thorough, heartfelt thought. What's wrong? I don't fit into your key demo? I'm just saying that my friend's schedule is packed right now. I don't edit my interviews enough? No, I'm just saying that you fill a very specific friend niche. And, uh, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll focus group it. 
I'll uh-huh. focus group you with my other friends. See if, uh, you know, see if you'll you'll go well hanging out with us or hanging out before or after them. Do you think I could hang out behind the one-way glass so I could kind of get a taste of how I could improve? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Thanks, pal. Yeah, and there's. I'll bring uh, donuts. Well, don't don't jump into the pal thing just yet. I can Let's kind of jump in the gun. Thanks, Mr. Morris. I'll bring donuts. Absolutely, you're welcome. What's your favorite kind? Mine's a maple bar. Old fashioned. Mine's old fashioned too. That's good. I meant you know good old fashioned maple bar. <laughs> right. That's not a maple <laughs> bar, but it's an old fashioned. Right. Well, in the olden days, maple bars were were round, and they didn't have any maple flavoring. (laughs) Jordan, can I tell you the real truth about what's going on with me right now? What? I'm having an emotional breakdown. Really? No, not really. (laughs) On the relative scale. Sure. I'm lost. What's going on? Teresa went on vacation. (laughs) What? Come on. I don't even... I have... I cowboy up, no, Jesse. Cowboy up. Jordan, I had no idea. Now, let's be clear about this, Jordan. I grew up in uh, a, a very dysfunctional family where my parents broke up when I was three years old, mm-hmm. split time between them, had to become in some ways emotionally mature beyond my years. And the result of that is that I'm a very independent guy. Sure. You know, so people might notice how emotionally distant I am from everything on this program. Mm-hmm. Um, when I cry, you don't say anything. No. In fact, one time I hit you when you cried. Yeah. Told me to cowboy up. Yeah. Um, so like I'm a really independent fellow, right? Mm-hmm. And I was really nervous to move in with Teresa when I did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't even remember what it was like not to, like I, to, I, three days. I mean, here's the thing. Like I've traveled a fair bit without Teresa because I travel sometimes for work, like go to a conference or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's always saying, oh, I miss you so much at home. And I think it's just because she's a One scrotum. One of those types. A scrotum. Right. You know, like uh, lacking. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I, the past two days, I, you can barely even get it together to... Like yesterday, I couldn't even figure out what to cook for myself. I'm the one who cooks. I cook much more than Teresa cooks. I know how to cook relative to Teresa. Right. At least. But I, for some reason, her not be Like, does she make yeah. the decisions as to what to cook? Maybe she does. Hmm. I think she might. I think... I just ordered a pizza. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I seriously just like was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to order a pizza. That was after and then you I slept in the pizza and ate the bed. I was <laughs> I was gonna order Indian, but I couldn't find the menu from the Indian, and then I didn't know what to do. What? <laughs> Sounds like she's her being gone has made you dumb. It really like yesterday. You didn't think to use the internet? Did you not think to look it up? No, to I call didn't. Call information? I could have, but I didn't. Hmm. I did. I ordered pizza because I found the pizza menu. I didn't even really feel like pizza, Jordan. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Yesterday, I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance for like three and a half hours straight. Wow. Your characters must be pretty powered up then. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to do extreme attacks. So that's one good thing about uh, oh, good. Teresa leaving. Nice. I didn't know. I did fantastic fire with uh, the Human Torch. Making good use of your time. Yeah, that really took care of uh, Mysterio. Good. Is that the name of the guy with the fishbowl head? 
Yeah. Mysterio? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good. Well, at least I have one thing under control, Jordan. Yeah, I know. For fuck's sake. It's that Mysterio. The only thing I have here is it's just me and Coco. Yeah. If Coco was in here, I don't know what, because who would I talk to? You should not talk to somebody for a while. Jordan, I don't know, dude. Not yeah. talk to anybody. All right. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. I'm gone, Jordan. I'm done. When is she coming back? I'm driving to San Francisco tomorrow to meet her there. Were you supposed to do that, or are you just doing that? I don't remember. <laughs> you Holy just have it shit, in your Jordan. head that you have to get in the car tomorrow. Do I have a car? I think you have a car. Which one's the faster and which one's the slower button? Well, it's not. This doesn't work like that. There's like a there's a gas and a brake. I guess that's what I meant. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Jesse, just. Uh, why don't you go lay down on the pizza and I'll finish the podcast? Thanks, Jordan. You need a little rest, it sounds like. We're talking. Is this not doing anything for you? Is this not It helps. Yeah. We just talked to Claude Brodesser Ackner. Are you are you do you feel like you have your mental faculties back? That means I, I know now what I know now. Here's the thing, Jordan. What? I know that when Claude Brodesser Ackner is here, I have at least one friend. Yeah. Besides Coco, one friend that's a person, <laughs> one non-dog friend. Yeah. Um, are there things that, like, I mean, this this seems to be what I hear from people who cohabitate or you know are married or something is that they can, you know, like, is there, are there things that Teresa doesn't necessarily like to do that you can do now because she's not like, are there shows you want to watch? I masturbated a bunch of times, but you can only <laughs> do that so many times. That's true. And then you're you done. End of a refractory period. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, a refractory period? Are you are you coming into a prism? <laughs> no, is that what they call it? Refractory period when you when your your body's making more semen? I don't know. Maybe I think so. Look it up. I think that a refractory period is uh, when you ejaculate into a prism and then it turns into a rainbow of ejaculate. <laughs> okay. That's gross. I'm looking up refractory period. Refractory period. Uh, it's a period of time during which an organization or cell is incapable of repeating a particular action. Mm-hmm. In That's, this case, you're the absolutely cell correct. Is the wang. Yeah, <laughs> I have a single cell. I have a single celled wang, by the way. I was trying to think of some joke to say that I have a big one. <laughs> that multicellular but that's not even that doesn't imply bigness it's a multicellular no. penis like yeah of course it is yeah pretty much any animal is multicellular i just don't know what to do with myself jordan i couldn't i had a hard Wait. time sleeping you know what i did jordan hmm. brought out my security blanket what yeah really yeah man you're a disaster area brought out my secure not during the day just in bed oh okay and i was going to sleep as long as well as long as you're only carrying around your binky at night <laughs> okay number one it's called cubby not binky <laughs> oh, excuse me <laughs> and number two that's why i have it in the closet in case of emergencies All like right. this in case of non are you guys like talking on the phone a lot yeah i talked to her a couple times but you know she's only in new york for a weekend because her friend beat cancer mm-hmm. and so she went to the beat can she's going to the beat cancer party sure um and so she's got a lot of like friendship to do all her friends live in new york because she went to sarah lawrence for college mm-hmm. so all her college friends live in new york so she's got a lot of friendships related activities to do uh, and doesn't have so much time to talk to me about something that I'm thinking about bidding on on eBay. Right. Which is mostly what I want to talk about. Period. Yeah, exactly. 
that so far this is what i've accomplished in the past three days Hmm. okay okay um i bid on something on ebay Mm -hmm. i went to dog class and i had to have a friend at dog class so i asked you to come to dog class with me gayest thing we've ever done yeah it was really gay but it was pretty fun right it was great it was real fun i I like dog class coco come and how to eat a treat without uh biting yeah gently gently taking a treat that was the skill that she learned today and then we got we should mention we got a certificate Mm -hmm. well coco got a certificate no it's i didn't learn anything well, my name is on the certificate. Well, okay, but well, code is you Coco's. and I didn't get anything. Technically, it's Coco's certificate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did dog class. You're not class. the one who learned come. I went to a couple of thrift stores. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I bought a sport coat to sell on the internet. Okay. Um, that's it. That is that. No, I went to an estate sale. How'd that go? Going to estate sales and thrift stores is the only thing I'm capable of doing by myself. Yeah. That's literally it, because Teresa doesn't like to go with me particularly. There you go. So I went See, to some... isn't that isn't that a positive? You got to do some of that stuff you like. You got to play... I don't imagine Teresa likes you playing video games. Mm, that's true. She's not crazy, but she's not against them, though. No, right, but... She lets me go do my, my estate sailing as well. Yeah. Sometimes she even comes, just because just like, she wants to spend some time you know, with but me. You didn't have to, like manage it any you know you didn't have to like manage the time of day or anything you could just go when you wanted to yeah that's true i didn't have to i didn't have to be sensitive to her study schedule at all there you go you get to be real loud yeah get the loud around the house yeah i finally got to play my kettle drum there you go um yeah no i mean yes you guys, I mean, you guys are getting married you need to like I don't know, and you get—I don't know if she's get a life. Should I? Is it important? Tripping around. Here's but, the question, Jordan. Yes. Is it important that? Um, is it important that I? It, it does the fact that I'm going to get married mean that all of this is a moot point? What do you mean? <laughs> and thus, I should—I should just surrender any uh, solo identity that I may have right now, and just be resigned to the fact that from this point on, I will only have couples, friends, and you. Yeah. Until you're eventually in a permanent couple, and then you can be couples friends with me and Teresa. Sure. Um, or does this mean that th- is this disastrous? Because I'm going to get married, that raises the stakes. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. It seems it seems to me like maybe the like the the healthiest relationships are ones where you can kind of manage your time apart like you know how to do that you know mm-hmm. um because you know that the 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 ones where you you know are just 24 7ing around then i don't know that seems like that that's that that gets weird quicker i, I don't know but 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 the times where you each have kind of designated apart time or like you know or more business trips or anything you know i i you know i think it's it's nice when you know you have to go away for work for a little bit and then you come back uh, to your to your person, and then have all you, that new you know, experience. I don't know. You know what I always say. What do you say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. There you go. It's a cliche for a reason. Um, can I tell you something really important? Yeah. There's just another thing that's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Nielsen just kicked the shit out of Liam Neeson. Nice. Uh, I, I didn't uh, I didn't imagine it would go any other way. Leslie Nielsen, fifty eight to forty one. In the Leslie Nielsen versus Liam Neeson poll we had going, we had so many phone calls this week. So many people called in with their um, 
uh, as particularly our our action item putting together a local jingle mixtape mm-hmm. um, has just been a rip roaring success. So many phone calls, and we had to get Claude in here, and I got to go out of town, so we're skipping calls this week. But we got some good calls that we're saving for next week. Oh, uh, if we don't play one of the calls, I, I just I think there's there's something that needs to be clarified. Uh, last week. The uh, caller called in about having the sex dream about me. Sure. And, uh, I think we all we, remember that. We talked about it as if she said that I was. Um, what? What? How did we talk she about it? She had said that you were gentlemanly, but we heard not very efficient about it. Sure. Or yes, not efficient about it. Right. And I made the argument. I'm sorry if you want efficient sex. If you do, I'm not your guy. Right. Um, because I'm an artiste. As it turns out, uh, many people have informed us. We just misheard that. Sure. Um, uh, you guys get a cleaned up version of the audio when you hear it. Ours sounds even worse than it does. <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> on, which is on bad. On the podcast, which is pretty bad. Um, is she actually said that you weren't a sissy about it. And I'm going to, I'm, and I, you know, one more correction, I am actually a sissy about it. Yeah. I will have sex while wearing, um, you know, short pants, and uh, I have a lolly, yeah. usually, so lollipop. One time a girlfriend of yours uh, uh, told me more than I wanted to know about your sex life while mm-hmm. she was uh, drunk and we were at a party. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you are a sissy about it, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. I um, I put my hair in ringlets. Yep. Absolutely. I pout. I pout if it's not just the way I want it. And I will call them mama (laughs) while we are having sex. So, uh, sorry to disillusion you, caller. Yes, I will be a gentleman, but I will absolutely be a sissy. Um, and since, since we're, uh, in the sack, since we're not taking that, we're not taking any calls this week, I don't want to open it up to too many new topics of conversation, but, uh, I want to open it up to this one new action item, Jordan. It's, yes. It was prompted by me thinking more and more about the woman who had a sex dream about you. Okay. Uh, I want to know who you've had a sex dream about. The audience. The audience, mm-hmm. not you. I'm speaking to the audience through the medium of podcasting. Yeah. Um, who have you had a sex dream about? Uh, uh, and obviously, I'm most interested in unusual Right. People. If you've had a sex dream, for example, about Bob Vila. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a doozy. If you've had a sex dream about your science teacher. Yeah. And I, I would actually like love to hear instances where you've had the sex dream and then actually got to have the sex. Oh, wow. If that's, that's happened, that's brilliant. how did it stack up? I'm guessing there's going to be less flying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, let's wrap things up, shall Why we? Why not? I'm going out of town. Uh, the next episode of that show might be a little bit late. I'm not sure. Well, we're going to have, we have to figure out when we can tape next weekend. Hard that to kind say. of thing. But uh, we're very excited to have you listening to this week's program, the peak of uh, the history of Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, so thanks, and uh, enjoy enjoy our decline in mediocrity. We are looking forward to disappointing you for years mm-hmm. to come. We are going to keep at this, and it's just going to keep getting worse. Yeah, is we're on a slippery slope to nowhere, Jordan. Yep. 
Um, action items this week. The only new action item we're adding to the pile, and we're still taking, uh, if you've got some ideas for the $20, we've got some interesting ideas that we'll talk about next week, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. The new one is, who have you had a sex dream about? Have you ever had a sex dream about someone particularly interesting? And Jordan's addendum, which is, Jordan, I'll allow you to present it. Have you had the sex dream and then actually gotten to have sex with the person, and then how did they stack up? Exactly. So, uh... Uh, the lady who called in earlier, have you fucked Jordan yet? <laughs> um, There's a website. Have you fucked me not Have you fucked me not? <laughs> oh. yeah, so you make an account. You tell it what people, <laughs> you, what people you think you may have fucked <laughs> while you were really wasted. <laughs> when you were drunk and during your blackout period. Wow. You list all the people that you uh, went out to dinner with and then woke up in their bed the next mm-hmm. morning. And if they also <laughs> click that, then you know you fucked them. Also, there's user reviews, a podcast. <laughs> Have you fucked me? There's some man. really nice Mobisodes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> our theme music, Love You by The Free Design. Uh, it's available on the best of The Free Design from Light in the Attic Records. Uh, you know, uh, uh, back in business, Brian Lane. Yes, he, he uh, posted on the message board about how he finally got around to buying the best of the free design, and he how much he fucking loved it. It's great. I have it too. It's really good. It's, it's really cool. It's, like you, if if you just kind of just casually put it on in the car, it blows people's minds. Yeah, people cannot believe it. They're just like, "This is amazing. This mm-hmm. is what is this? Yeah, this is un- un- unbelievable." Mm-hmm. This is alarming. <laughs> alarming. I don't totally know. fantastic. Oh, Jordan. Yes. What? I don't think we've even mentioned on Jordan Jesse Go yet that we're doing Jordan Jesse Go live. Oh, have yeah, we? we are. Yeah. So if uh, I, I forget when and where. Uh, if you go to MaximumFun.org and click on live, you can find it along with the other uh, Sound of Young America Presents shows. But uh, we're doing it, I believe the date is Saturday, April 12th in Amherst, Massachusetts at UMass Amherst. It is totally free and open to the public. Um, we're going to try and get it together to put together some kind of a meetup uh, on that, maybe that afternoon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to sort out details of that on the message board uh, on the MaximumFund.org slash forums. And uh, yeah, we're going to do half an hour of Jordan Jesse Go. It'll probably go down like a lead balloon. We'll see. Hard to say. If you uh, have any ideas of features you would like to see in the live show, um, yeah. feel free to post those and, uh, on the uh, message board. There's a lot of other cool acts that are involved in it, including uh, Team Submarine are actually heading. I think they're headlining the night that we are uh, the night that we're performing. Mm-hmm. You may have heard Team Submarine on the uh, Live in Chicago issue uh, episode of The Sound of Young America. Really fun, uh, very funny yeah. young comic duo. It looks like a, it looks like it's gonna going to be a lovely uh, couple of days of comedy yeah two 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 nights of comedy it's all totally free it's all put on by uh this thing called student valley productions at umass amherst they have this seriously at umass amherst they have free improv every night of the week pretty isn't that crazy it's pretty crazy maybe it's every week the point is they have really super crazy regular shows. They actually do stuff, and then they go on to achieve things. <laughs> How novel. In that sense, it's sort of an anti-UC Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we definitely, Jesse and I, put on our fair share of improv shows at UC Santa Cruz, and it's always kind of an uphill battle finding yeah. a place to perform. And 
getting somebody to do something right even if they're already on your improv team something non-drum circle related uh anyway they're, they're like man i got the, i just got these mushrooms <laughs> got it and i ate them so, <laughs> i already ate the mushrooms um but yes it sounds like it sounds like a neat event hopefully um hopefully we see some of you out there yeah and we'll we'll say we'll be ta- saying hi and like i said we'll, we'll try and put together a meetup or something anyway we'll see you next week on jordan jesse go bye